A word we throw around all the time is difficult. How difficult will the journey be? How hard is it going to be to succeed? This is more or less asking, is a desirable outcome likely? We're asking if it's worth our time, right? If something's difficult, we associate that with a low probability of success. But that's not the right way of looking at it. If you want something enough, difficult becomes your best friend. It's your greatest asset. And this is one, because of the growth that comes with it, but two, because very few people are willing to chase it down. The reality is most people are average. And that's just looking at the definition of the word, right? If everyone was great, greatness wouldn't mean anything. There's something special about it, it's unique. It sets people apart. We generally live amongst people, places, and expectations that make up everything we know. That's our normal, that's our box. But what's particularly interesting is that the people we celebrate, the accomplishments we admire, they go far beyond this sort of confined view of the world. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show. I'm your man, Coach English. I am here with Coach Staley and Coach Kurtz. Once again, trying to bring you everything sports, high school, college, and professional. On and off the court, field, anything that you want, that you could possibly think about, we're here to talk about. How was the week there for you, young Josh? Um, I think we're going to officially say the Stalian English Show um, featuring... Coach Kurtz, <laughs> Michael Kurtz, um, we're going to add a feature on it. But the week was great, no complaints. Um, my Seminoles took it on the chin. Um, a real tough rivalry game for Miami. I think the Hurricanes needed that. They had lost seven in a row. So we helped them out to make them feel a little better about themselves. They made a spectacular play down the stretch, an unbelievable touchdown catch. So um, shout out to Miami Hurricanes for winning that game. Um, my wife's birthday is coming up, so I'm trying to treat her right and make her feel good for her birthday coming up. Um, I'm trying to see what she wants, but you know how women are. They say they don't really want anything, and then you don't really get anything. Then you got a problem for the next four months. Yeah, you, you got to sleep so, on the couch. That's right. So I'm trying to um, <laughs> figure out what she really wants. I think I'm going to sing to her like I sung at um, my wedding. Oh, God, don't do that. That's yeah. the voice waiting to happen, man. Dog, I sing so well. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, All right. Got some Jodeci ballads waiting in the cut. <laughs> You know, a little bit of fiending and all that other stuff. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm really nice on the mic. But um, shout out to um, Coach Kurtz, man. What's going on, brother? Life is good. Life is good. It's uh, It's been test week the last two weeks in, uh, in the lab, in the weight room with our athletes. So that's always a great, great time as a strength coach to see your kids compete. And we have bench and squat tests. And next week, we did a 40-yard dash and broad jump this past week. We had a young lady set a new school record in the 40-yard dash so it's always exciting to see them uh see them compete yeah she was flying too like flying was she ran like a five flat five zero zero that's that's fast on the field and I, side. I gotta apologize to coach hallett he was he was timing in that class as well and uh he timed her and she ran a five zero zero and I uh, I didn't believe him at first and made her run it again but she <laughs> ran it again and ran it ran the same time so it was a legit and that uh that school record was set my very first year at AC floor and has not been close to being touched since then so shout out to that young lady Katie Crofty. Her uh, older brother was also one of the best to ever come through you're, as well. You're always questioning people timing on the 40. I remember I did it with you. You said I had a, a quick finger. So, Coach Howland, I know what you was going through, man. This guy, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard working with him sometimes, man. It's hard. <laughs> well, I mean, you got a person who who, who, who really is a stickler at his job. I mean, you know, you got to make sure that all the parts are moving and doing what they're supposed to do. He's got a question if, if, if me and you know best, that uh, yeah. it is hard working with uh, other people as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Look, yeah. I'm in a good mood, man. I'm thinking about singing. Like, I want to sing for my my beautiful wife, man. So, Here we go again, it's man. It's all good. But let's get into the topics for today. I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not going to really um hit y'all with that right now. 
I apologize for that. Please a don't. A static in the background. Um, I'm in the process of raising some baby kids, so <laughs> I'm trying. To, I'm trying to fight through that. But I think we got some very, very, very interesting topics. Um, we're gonna cover two topics this um this week right here. Um, one that's been pretty hot in the in the news is the is the Levar Ball situation pulling his son Lamelo out of um high school and is going to homeschool him. I'm assuming his last two years of high school because the kid's just a junior. Yeah, he's a rising junior. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to go ahead and touch on that debate of the LeBron versus Jordan, but um, and who who we feel is the best. I know who I feel is the best, but we're going to debate it and, and argue and, and get mad at each other. So um, <laughs> I'm going to um, let you guys start out, man. What's going on with this LeVar Ball pulling his son LaMelo Ball out of um, high school to um, homeschool? Well, about five days ago, uh, LeVar pulled out LaMelo um, from the school that he was attending, Chino Hills. And uh, the statement that he told Ramona Sel Shelbourne on ESPN, from ESPN, was, I'm not dealing with the coach over there. I'm not dealing with the administration over there. I don't want no distractions on Melo, so therefore I'm going to homeschool him and make him the best player ever. The coach has his own frame of mind on how he wants to play and who he picks on the team. Okay, y'all got that going on. Let's see how you do without my tutelage, without me training those players at my house. It seems like anybody who's training over here, that coach don't want him on the team. So LeVar decided that he was going to take his son from the team and homeschool him. And he's had a couple of other statements. Uh, he doesn't like what's going on at the school, and he feels as though his son can get a better education um, at home uh, rather than in the uh, school setting. And so we were talking about it before uh, the before we started recording, and we had some very – uh, different takes. Josh, Josh's wife had some interesting takes. Uh, Coach Kurtz had some interesting takes, and I think if Coach Staley was here for that for that particular time, uh, he'd had some interesting takes. So we'll get yours, and then we'll get to everybody else's since we haven't heard what yours are. Oh man! Well, <laughs> all right. I, I'm okay with homeschooling a kid if you feel you're going to give them the quality education that that they desire. Actually, my oldest son isn't a fan of going to the traditional school setting every day. He wants to be homeschooled. Um, my wife is okay with it, but personally, I'm not letting him homeschool right now. Like, now, if she wants to be around him that um, large percentage of the day, knock yourself out. But I need my break from them dudes every now and then, so I'm probably not going to um, let him homeschool right now. As far as um, what LeVar Ball did in essence, in essence of homeschooling his child, he has every right to do that. Now, the, but we have to be transparent and, and real the reason why he did it i'm de i definitely don't agree with and i'm not a fan of at all um you know to take him out because like okay if you don't agree with um i guess the direction the administration is going in um it didn't take you two years to realize mm -hmm. what direction it was going in so let's not act like this is an academia thing okay it has nothing to do with academics um, so obviously it, it that narrows it down only to basketball because the only reason we talk about LeVar Ball is because of his sons. All of them are very, very good basketball players. And let's 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 put this disclaimer out there. I admire what LeVar Ball stands for, who he is in essence as far as a dad. He took care of his wife even when she went through her health issues and he's there for his sons. Being a guy that grew up in a single parent, what he does is beautiful. I, I Really, I don't have a problem with LeVar Ball. But this one specific issue, as, as a coach, I don't concur with him in the sense of taking his kid out because he doesn't agree with what the coach is going to do. Um, so am I okay with homeschool? By far. Am, am I okay with why he did it? No. No, I'm not, because um, I do believe at the end of the day, raising a child is a very, very sensitive scenario, and you can't, it's a, sens it's a sensitive situation, and you have to be very, very careful with the lessons you teach that child, because you don't want that child growing up to be an adult that has struggles that they don't have to deal with if they just were taught a little differently um, growing up. Well, I mean, to me, I don't think the lesson... Here is, and Coach Kerr said it before we started recording, he said, 
know, LeVar pretty much just said, well, I don't like it, so I'm going to take my ball and go home. And I think that that's the <laughs> lesson that his son has, has, has learned in this. I, I don't know. I mean, my thing is, would this be a topic if his sons weren't as good as they were? Would we even be talking about LeVar Ball if his sons weren't as good as they are? The only reason he has this platform to say what he wants to say and do what he wants to do is because his sons are who they are. If his sons weren't who they are, I don't even know if we know LeVar Ball is. You know, I think, and and I admire what he's done. I I think that, like you said, as a father, because I'm in my kids' lives, and as a father, just being in their life and, and, and being there every day and taking care of his wife and all of that stuff, I admire that. There's nothing that goes beyond me admiring that. But I just think that this is this is not the right move because do I think different strokes for different folks. I can't tell you how to raise your child. Just like uh, my dad used to say, don't come to me for marital advice. Your marriage is your marriage. I can't tell you how to parent in your house. Okay? So I won't. For me, I won't allow my kids to be homeschooled because I just don't agree with it. I don't, me personally, I just don't agree with it. I don't think it teaches them the social skills they need to survive in the real world. When that basketball stops bouncing, if you're talking about having them homeschooled for whatever, so now we're going to, because things in the world are a little negative, we're going to take them out of, we're going to take them out of that. Man, shoot, you got to learn how to go through and fight through and, and figure it out and figure your life out. Where do you fit on the social totem pole? How, how do I need to work with each, with other people? Um, academically, how to how to compete academically in the classroom? Because if you're homeschooled, you're not competing against nobody but yourself. And then you got to go to college. And, you know, for him, at the end of the day, he's getting homeschooled. He's going to the NBA. All right? It's a foregone conclusion almost. All right, he's going to end up in the NBA. So he's going to be getting taught. And you said it, you did say it earlier. Like LeVar Ball can afford for a tutor to come in for each class. And 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 in the article, LeVar said, well, he's going to learn about geography because he's actually going to be in China. He'll be in Italy learning this stuff because they have the money and the means and the resources to do that. Everyday mom and dad and grandma don't have the resources to do that. So when you're talking about homeschooling your child, you know, I, I just... I not only do I not agree with how what he's doing, but I just don't agree with it in my house. I can't condemn anybody else for what they do in theirs or what they believe. I just it's it's just my feeling on it. Coach Kurtz. Yeah, both of you guys spoke very eloquently on all of that. It's a, it's a, I mean it's first of all being a parent, being a father, I mean, nobody had like you said, nobody has the right to tell another parent how to raise their kids. So I mean if that's what Lavar wants to do, I mean, it's all, all that's his prerogative. Um, if, like Coach Daly said, if the reason, the number one reason he's doing it is because, out of spite for the administration, um, I don't think that's teaching Mellow a very good life lesson. Where hey, if you don't agree with something, you just leave. You but, but, I think there is a ton of pros that positives that can come from homeschooling your your child. First of all, um, and especially LaMelo, the goal for LaMelo, LiAngelo, Lonzo's already in the NBA is for them to be NBA players. They're exceptional, exceptional athletes, exceptional basketball players that have a much, Lonzo, uh, Melo has a far greater chance of being an NBA player than 99% 99% of the other kids in the country. He's already very close to being an NBA player. So if it, it, the goal is to make him the best NBA player and give him the best shot to be an NBA player, I think him being pulled out of school and being homeschooled gives him a better shot. Where in reality, um, school systems, if Chino Hills High School, I don't know how many kids that go there, say there's 2,000 kids go there, they're mass producing education. They're trying to educate 2,000 kids at one time. Whereas... He's spending eight hours a day going to school, where if it's a one-on-one teaching, he can get all of his education in two, three hours out of the day. Now what's he going to do for the rest of the day? He can work on his strength, his athleticism, his speed, obviously his basketball um, skill work. I mean, so that is going to set him. I, I believe this move is going to give him the best opportunity to be an NBA player. I completely agree with you, Coach English, where... School, 
being introduced to so many different people and so many different demographics and so many different ideas and so many different cultures. I mean, that is a huge social aspect that he is going to miss out of. Uh, I mean, a homeschool kid, if he's only getting one-sided opinions all the time, I mean, that's not going to be, a, you're not, the, the, there's a potential to not be a well-rounded individual. So there's pros and cons to both. Um, there's been some un unbelievable people that have been homeschooled. Um, I mean, I just found out when, uh, when all this stuff started coming out, I didn't know that Michael Porter Jr. was homeschooled all the way up until ninth grade. I mean, that guy's doing ex exceptional. Um, I didn't, I mean, I, I knew that Tim Tebow was homeschooled all the way through um, high school. I mean, he's obviously um, doing very well as well. Um, so it, it, there's, there's pros and cons. I think to be, I think this is going to give Mello a better chance um, to be further along athletically and basketball-wise than staying in school and potentially three, four hours out of the day, he's doing stuff, he's just sitting in the class that he really is already advanced from and knows the, the work and doesn't really potentially, quote unquote, need to be there to, to, to graduate high school. Um, last thing, uh, what I, when I saw all this come out, I said, why not, why not have just accelerate Mellow's class load mm -hmm. and have him reclass again and graduate this year and then he can enroll or go play professionally next year and be even a year earlier why go do two years of homeschooling and then go to a year of college why not if you're going to do this just accelerate him all the way through graduate this year and now he can potentially go to UCLA next year or even if he doesn't if for something with all this shoe contract stuff that comes out and he's deemed ineligible for, to play college. He can go continue to train for a year or he can go play overseas and, yeah. and accelerate even more. Yeah, with, it was a, a point that I wanted to, to touch on. See, like, I think it says a, to the parents that watch it who think, oh man, that's a good idea. I think I'm going to do that for my kid. Well, you don't have the resources that they have to accomplish what they're going to accomplish. Your kid might not be that that good. There was a kid I know of a homeschool kid who, and it, it, it's like we always said, we said a couple episodes before the negative is magnified before the positive. Um, but just to bring up a negative uh, um, um, situation that I, I just heard about Saturday. I, I was at a fall league game and, and I was to me and some coaches was talking to a kid that I played against, uh, that I coached against. Um, he was a player. Shoot, he just got um, arrested for robbery or whatever. And uh, and one of the things that was brought up was because the parents just kept that he would go play at one school, didn't like it. They moved him to a different school. Since he was homeschooled, they just kept moving him from school to school. And he never had any kind of discipline and stuff like that with, uh, 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 with the or relationships with coaches, like we say, mentors. and Because, I mean, listen, if you think about it, man, like one of the biggest influences in your life sometimes is your coach that you interact with. Like I still talk to, when I go home to Jersey, I still talk to Coach Thompson every now and then. You know, I didn't even play basketball for him. I tried, you know, I tried out every other year. But um, he was still such a cool dude. He would see me in, in, in the hallway and be like, yo, English man, you get in the class? I know you, you couldn't come out last year because you were ineligible. I need you to get your life together so you can come back out. And, you know, those people you, you come across. And I think with homeschooling, you take that element, that opportunity away from a kid to meet somebody who might be able to get that extra step out of your kid that you can't get. You know, I always tell people, you know, I sometimes it, it feel I might bring my kids over to work out with you. Because what you say, I could have said the same thing over and over for a year. But you say the same thing and it's something different. They go, oh, okay. It's almost like they need somebody else to validate what you already, what I'm already saying. It's a different voice. It's a different sound. It's somebody else that I can, that your child can confide in. With homeschooling, you take that away. Like you want your child to be able to confide in you. 
But if they feel they can't, you want them to have someone. And I think that sometimes that pulls those little those little intricacies that people don't really see. Yeah, we see the mass production of education. I, I refuse to teach to test in my classroom. I just refuse it. And that's what a lot of the curriculum is. I know here where we are, a lot of the curriculum is is, is standardized test based direction. You know, the curriculum is set just for to, to pass the EOC. You know, we got to do this, 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 this and this. When you do your um your SLO plans you have to have a target goal they give you a standard test that your kids got to take and a test they got to take at the end and they want you to teach in that direction so yeah if i'm a parent i i i do get frustrated with that but at the end of the day there's this the other part of being on a school campus that the kid doesn't get a chance to to fully develop them as a whole person and like like i tell them even like i tell my players even if you don't go on a scholarship i need you to go to college i tell my regular students that go to college get the experience you know of being on a college campus you never know what you're going what's going to end up happening to you i just I, like i said you, i can't tell anybody what to do in their house i just feel like there's so much more there is a lot of downtime. There is those times where the kid is more advanced and the teacher can't differentiate their instruction to hit that kid well, shoot, I just drove down to see my daughter's teacher and, hey, we got to get something done because I know my daughter's not a D student, so what's the deal? You know, and, and we need to be involved. And if my, my child is too advanced for that class, maybe they don't need to be in a regular CP class. Maybe they need to be in an honors class. You know, and then if that's not the case, maybe we need to move it to an IB program. Now, I do feel like if you want to homeschool your child, because uh, Josh, your wife was saying those middle school years are tough. If you want to do that, I, I could see that kind of to usher in the men, and then like uh, uh, I forget the kid, the kid's name you just Michael asked, Porter yeah, Michael Jr. Porter Jr. And then when they get to ninth grade, ushering them into into well, high school. I, I like I like to talk about the specific situation. Yeah, I made the point that he has the resources to do that, and then you also made the point he has a platform because his sons are very good. Well, his sons are very good because of him. Okay. I think he feels he plays such a major role in his sons being exceptional basketball players that he knows what he's doing. Honestly, I agree. Because here's the thing. One child being good, okay, you can say that was by chance. Another child being good, okay, you got some great luck. But when your third child is a high-profile Division I recruit also, that's not chance. That's not luck. That's, that, that, that's not even coincidence. That's something that he's doing to get them boys to that point mentally, physically, and emotionally because like all his kids play with a very high level of confidence all of his kids are very very good because you don't go to um a school like ucla if you aren't and all of his kids do well on a big stage so that means they have the confidence to get it done so i'm going to give lavar ball that yeah he knows what he's doing and another little intangible that i'm looking at I don't think he's abusive. I don't think he's crazy or any of those things. His wife has not stepped up one time yet and say, "Yo, shut up, sit down. What the heck are you doing?" Well, let's uh, let's take that even a, a step further. His kid, all three of his kids are unbelievably exceptional basketball players. But from what, and they're very they're in the media and they're very right. public personas. Everything that I've seen from them is they seem like unbelievable young men as right. well right. so i and lavar has a very boisterous personality that can rub some people the wrong ways and i think he's a very 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 intelligent man and knows what he's doing and playing that side up but at the end of the day when the camera's not on and stuff i think he's also teaching he's teaching i mean it's obvious he's teaching those kids some great life lessons, lessons and character really. values because they seem like great kids. When when Lavar is doing all that stuff on the court at AAU games and stuff, they're not doing that stuff. They're very. They seem. They seem like very very respectful um, kids. And so, so like we said, you, you definitely can't tell no uh, another parent how to do things. Yeah. And it definitely seems. Uh, it definitely seems. Loud and clear that Lavar is raising his kids correctly. Yeah, I, it, they, it, they seem like great kids. The proof is in the pudding. Like his guys, I mean, they still have a lot of life to live. But the body language and the way his kids conduct themselves are are a great example of how they're being reared at the house. But here's, like I said, personally, I'm okay with homeschool. Like, and but see, I trust my wife to homeschool my sons. 
So obviously, in their household, they trust them to homeschool though um, Lamelo and get what he needs to get. But let's say, let's say, okay, you bring up the, the cons, like okay, you don't develop, you might not get the social aspect, you might not get pe different people views. But I do think a lot of people homeschool their kids to stay away from some of those views, to to to, exactly. to be protected from 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 different aspects of the world. So I understand that 100% also. And I am I like I said, sometimes I do fear my sons going to school and learning some things that I don't want them to learn and 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 homeschool would shelter them from that, but I try my best not to live or make decisions based on fear. But I will say this. Like I said, I'm not going to I'm not going to back back off what I said. And why he did it and what he presented, I don't agree with why he did it. But with what he did, the essence of what he did, I agree with. I'm 100. I'm 100% for it. And like like Coach Kerr said, like Micah said, you go to school the first two to three hours of the day, you can get your um, core academia out of the way. You know, then what are you doing after that? Because it's basically he doesn't want traditional high school to get in the way of his son making it to the NBA. And I understand that. And that's a chance you're going to take. That's what you're going to invest in. But I'm like this. I'm all for investments and taking chances if you're doing it the right way. I think he's going to do it the right way. I think he's going to train LaMelo to be what he need to be. And right now, a lot of the stuff LeVar does isn't going to be popular just because of the persona and, and the image that he has out in the media. You know, he's boisterous, he's loud, but then you see him, you catch him on a clip on ESPN shaking people's hands, coming down because they want to meet him. He's not sitting there like, oh, get out of my face. I Like I said, you want to know what's crazy? I've never disagreed with anything that he did. Like I said, I don't disagree with him homeschooling his son. I just don't like how the yeah, reason well, for. Well, yeah, I completely agree with you right there. I, I'm all for. I agree. There's pros and cons of homeschooling. Um, I'm all for Mellow being homeschooled. I completely agree with you there. Um, that it seems the way he's doing it. If there would, like it, it I would have much rather him just come out and been like, "Hey, we're taking, we're taking Mellow out of school. We're gonna homeschool him." Our goal is for him to be the best NBA player ever. This, we feel, is going to give him the best opportunity. He didn't need to go and say, we're taking him out because right. the administration is crazy. <laughs> the new coach is acting a fool, so we're going to go do what we want. Yeah, like, there's that. no need to do that. Don't do um, that. Also, and I, I think, like I said a minute ago, LeVar, I think, has been a, done an unbelievable job raising his kids. I do have to disagree with one point where you said you don't, uh, you don't uh, disagree with Anything Lavar has done, I do think pulling his guy, his teams off the court. Oh yeah, well, we talking about from a basketball like perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. he yeah. has done that some. He crazy. has done some a little crazy. That stuff. was crazy, Lavar. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's, your it's, team. That was crazy. I don't. I don't. Like I said, I, ah. I, I'll never tell. I, I don't disagree with how he's raising his kids. I, I, I don't think that I have a right to do so. I, I don't have a right to criticize him. No, you can't. Him. If it's crazy, no, no, I don't. I don't have. I, don't, I mean, I just don't have a right to criticize him on on how what he's doing with his kids. Because, like you said, whatever he's doing is working. It is working. Um, it, it, you're, you're, he's he's getting maximum uh, a return on the work that he's put in with his children. That's what's happening right now. All right. I just, like I said, I just I just feel as though, and and I always this is a little saying, uh, uh, don't. Uh, don't worry about plan B because it distracts from plan A. Okay. He's not thinking about injuries. He's not thinking about none of that stuff. He's thinking about his kid's going to do this, his kid's going to do that, his kid's going to do that. And I'm not saying that I am. But I'd be amiss if I didn't just go, well, shoot, you know, what happens to my kid as a, as a kid if, if it don't? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. happens to my child? I, I just don't think, like, me as a father, the father I am, can just go, all right, son, we're going to go all in on yeah, this basketball thing. Everything we're about to put, basket, we're going to yeah. put, you know, I, I believe in shooting for that plan, that plan A and, and plan B work itself out. But I just don't, I just don't see it at this point. The kid's junior, this, then, the third. I would have much rather, I think Michael made a great, great point. I would have much rather hit, okay, we're going to accelerate your academia. You're going to take these summer classes. You're going to do this. You can go and, you can go and take some some classes at UCLA online, blah, 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 so that you can graduate early. You can do what you need to do and you can move on. If you're talking about accelerating this, you can go overseas and play, You whatever it is. But did he, but did he not? No, he said, he's, 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 he
Well, I mean, we don't know. I'm just saying. We I don't know. know. I, 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 like, we don't what know. We see on the surface, we do know. Because I'm, guess what? Guess what? His son's already been on WWE. Hmm. So they, 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 they got his own shoe coming he's, out. He's got his own shoe coming out. And 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 all of these things. So so he's already hit mainstream. And his son, his sons has already hit mainstream entertainment. He has a shoe coming out, and yeah, it doesn't fall within the lines of the traditional, in the lines with within the traditional decision making of having a fallback plan. But heck, it's nothing traditional about Lavar Ball, and other than the fact that he's a, I, I I will say it, I think he's a hell of a father, because I don't see his sons twisting and turning and trying to get away from him. I think he's a hell of a father, and I think he's even more even more noble of a husband. For being there for his wife when she when she when she went through her problems, but does he? I think he does have a, has a, has a plan B because he already has a very lucrative shoe, and he's already putting his kids in different arenas that they might be able to um tap into if the basketball thing doesn't work out. And his was crazy; the basketball thing already did work out because one of his sons was just um a, a a top draft pick in the NBA lottery, so it already worked out. So so he he's he's there and he and, and it's coming alive and I do and I and I know we gotta get on, but I do feel, I sincerely feel if he did not have the mindset of I don't care what you think, this is what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get it done, he wouldn't be there. That's that that because most great people are very, very stubborn to failure. They're very stubborn to failure. They don't really understand what it is to fail because when they do fail, it's not a means for stoppage. It's a means to continue keep, to keep going, to keep yeah. grinding. And I think he does. And I and all we see is all we see is what's presented. I'm sure his sons had his shortcomings. Yeah. Like like for instance, Lavar Ball had a terrible workout. Not Lavar. Um. Um. Lonzo Ball had a terrible workout with the Lakers the first time. Terrible. What did they do? They didn't tank it and say, "Oh man, no." They went back and grinded and came back and killed the workout the second time. So I do. They 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 know what it feel like. Well, plan A to the the show chance of not making, but I do think he has things in line, and I and and, and I do think this dude, I think Lavar Ball is 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 borderline genius. I think well, he's I borderline genius. I mean, like I said, it, it it pros and cons, pros and cons, and 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 he knows what he's doing apparently, and and I do echo your sentiment in the sense of he is a, you know, I do believe that he's a great father who who has done a great job with his family. Overall, um, kids are successful, marriage is successful, and we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But you know, we we I think as as all of us as parents, we just try to do the best we can with our kids' best interests at heart. Well, I will say last thing. I will say this uh, as a as a fan, as a high, and a fan of high school basketball, I would. I would like to see Melo play high school basketball this year. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Just because, I mean, just because he's being homeschooled doesn't mean he can't play for uh, play play high school basketball. Yeah, because he's going to hold him out. He's not going to play. He high don't school have ball. and he don't have to play at Chino Hills. Go play somewhere. Right, play he can somewhere. he can still homeschool. Doesn't mean you can't play. Come the sport. Columbia, South Carolina. You know, he, you know, he, can, he can still. Oh, Hartsville. You know, he can always I, I, come to Hartsville. He, he, he can, he can, he can still play. I, I just, I mean, and then heck, I mean, and like you say, he gonna miss out on some social aspects of 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 being in the arms. Um, um, I mean, like I said, school. a kid like and that. I, he doesn't and I need think, it. and I think, I mean, I, I don't know. Go get some good your mama jokes while hanging out with your boys in school, man. You know, those 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 moments are priceless. But let's get into this. I don't think it's an argument. Actually, I think we're about to have a discussion. That's yeah. That's like I don't think we have that's like two minutes. Like, like, like two minutes. Other, like, <laughs> any other opinions on this panel? We, well, I, 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 we I needed to bring somebody in that was about twenty-one. Well, I, I like to play the devil's. I like to play. I mean, the you okay? Well, well, play the devil's advocate. We know that's not in your heart, though. You're well, I'm going to be that guy to argue. So the debate. We should have brought some AC floor. Yeah, the the kids are on the intern. Yeah, yeah. The the debate is who's the great? Who who do who is the greatest ever? Is it Michael Jordan or is it LeBron James? Okay, disclaimer, disclaimer. I saw a tweet a while ago, years ago, from a, from a very intelligent brother. And it says, why do we have to compare Michael Jordan and LeBron James? Why can't we just enjoy the greatness from them both? 
that tweet shut me down from arguing about this point for about three years because it was such a profound tweet. And I agree that, that both of them are so great, we don't need to compare. But I got over it. Now I want to yeah, argue some on, more. It's, it's, now I want to argue some it's more. It's so heartwarming right. and fuzzy things. Okay. It was so hard. <laughs> like when I saw the tweet, I was like, dang. Yo, deep. come on. Stop. That was deep. That's Statistically, the sports. Let's argued. talk about the stats. Let's argue about this. All right, here we go. Because okay. we're going by the numbers, and, and, and we all I got one stat number. when you finish with all the all numbers right, that you all, got. And I got all, one stat. We all know about the major number. Okay. But even the stats he's about to show, it still shows. It still, still, shows. It, it still shows that Michael Jordan might have the edge. But but I'm going to make some I'm gonna make some unbelievable points myself. Okay? Uh-huh. All right. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, season MVPs. Mike, five. LBJ, four. Final MVPs. Mike, six. LeBron, three. For NBA first teams, Michael Jordan 10, LeBron James 11. All NBA teams, um, LeBron James 13, Michael Jordan 11. All defensive first team, Michael Jordan 9, LeBron 5. All defensive teams, LeBron 6, MJ 9. Defensive player of the year, which I think LeBron was robbed on. He should have got one. He should have got about two or three of these. Michael Jordan 1, LeBron 0. And LeBron James was only a scoring leader once, but Jordan was always leading in scoring. He had he had 10 years where he was a scoring leader, but this is the stat people don't realize. Steals leader, LeBron James, zero. Michael Jordan, three. Rookie of the year. Both of them got rookie of the year. Okay, so by the numbers, we haven't even talked about points per game. Jordan, 30 points per game. LeBron, 27. Um, LeBron got him in rebounds, 7.3 for LeBron, 6.2 for MJ. Assists, obviously, to LeBron, 7.1, 5.3 Jordan. Steals per game, around 2.3, just under 2. Just under 2 for LeBron, about 2.3 for um, Mike. And then they average about the same for blocks per game. And the stats go on and on, and, and, and MJ is always edging him out by a little bit, except for, like, total rebounds, total assists. And um, that's that's kind of about it. How many years has LeBron played, and how many did fourteen? MJ, and how many did MJ play? Fifteen. 15. Did he play fifteen? Yeah, he played yes. fifteen. He played. I mean, if, if you're counting the Wizards, Wizards years, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, um, anybody who plays for the Wizards, you can't count. Them, as so. a as a Wizards fan, I, I kind of <laughs> want to count them years, but then I don't because it didn't really much change. It didn't change, it didn't change the outcome of like anything. Us winning, but keep your disrespectful shout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go first. I'm going to go first. By the numbers, comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron, I do feel that Michael Jordan is better by the numbers. Total iconic impact on the game, I'm giving it to LeBron. I think think LeBron... Was a is is a is a much bigger icon on and off the court than Jordan. Here's here here's where I disagree with you there. So I will say let's go that Can't a wait. Michael Jordan hands down the greatest player of all time. With all due respect to LeBron, because I think LeBron is unbelievable, and I and I apologize to you, LeBron, because. My old interns and kids at AC Flora <laughs> make you made me him. made me root against you uh, last year because they were just hammering that Michael Jordan's awful. Michael Jordan's not, he's nowhere near. There's not even close. He's not as good as LeBron. As they're like, if LeBron wins, he is. It's not even in the question. He is way. He is head and shoulders above Michael Jordan. These guys, they're young kids that they never saw it. MJ play. MJ's the best, hands down. Six for six. He demanded his teammates rise above the occasion, and he delivered every time. LeBron is unbelievable player. I will never root against you again. You are you you're you're right there to Jordan. I don't I don't think you can ever. I don't think LeBron can ever um, surpass Jordan. But what you said at the end, Coach Staley, is. As far as an icon, I think the impact that Jordan made in the game of basketball, again, he's number one. I think that the impact that LeBron is and is going to continue to make in the world, not not just including basketball, but as far as in, 
in culture, in race relations, in politics, in everything as far as being a great human being and a great role model. I think LeBron has taken, gone above and beyond Jordan by, by embracing his status as a icon and as a celebrity to use it in all aspects of mankind. And I think that, um, so I think Jordan is, did make the biggest impact basketball wise and was the better basketball player. But I think LeBron um, is going to continue for the next 40, 50, 60 years, continue to make a big impact in the world as far as being an icon in all areas of life. Um, like Micah just said, six for six, six MVPs, finals MVPs, never played a game seven in the finals. When it was time to close the door, he closed it. Um, or he, game seven in the playoffs. Yeah, but never in the finals. Never in the finals. It, it just never happened. You knew going in, okay, if we don't do this, we're done. And every single time, I, I, I would like to say with the exception of the Golden State Warriors, I feel as though uh, Jordan had tougher. No. Had a tougher no, time. No. 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 Listen, man. Listen, let me no. tell you something. Let me tell you something. No, no, no. no. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Go listen, ahead, let, me let, you let, you let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Go ahead, finish. Jordan's rise was a lot tougher than 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 LeBron's rise. And I'm gonna tell you let me tell you let me tell let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. The game the game was a lot more physical then. It was. You could file the game the game was a lot more physical then. Okay. The early on LeBron now, the LeBron from today and maybe for over the last four years, could have dealt with that. The LeBron before that could not have no, LeBron, no, LeBron not, not, was built to full physicality. Physically. I'm talking no. about mentally. Remember, he didn't mentally get his makeup until he played with Dwayne Wade now. Nah, LeBron was tough for a minute. I, no, I, I man. Man, that boy, that, that boy would fold like a cheap chair before he went to before nah, he went to Miami. Nah, man. Come on, man. You got, Come you on. Gotta talk about, I'm 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 talking about No, listen, and, and this this I am not trying to cast asperges on, on LeBron. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He's my I love his. Player. I love his. Yeah. I, I love his game. This year first. Yeah. Sure, I, I, I love his game. Um, I, I love his game. I, I think that Kyrie moving on is one of the better moves for that team. I thought Kyrie stalled them boys a lot of the time, and and, and whether it was drawn up like that or not, I think it's a better move for LeBron. My point is, yes, socially, I think that LeBron James is going to make a bigger impact on society itself than Michael did at that time because Michael Jordan just as well as a lot of other NBA players were a lot more worried about their brand. Right now LeBron's brand is so big there's really nothing he can do outside of a felony that that can that can drag him down. In the time in which the NBA Jordan Jordan no, hold on 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 Jordan Mike I believe Michael Jordan put at a time in which the NBA was going to take a step back Michael Jordan put the NBA on his back and drug it through a very tough rugged time and and you're making my point go ahead and I I honestly believe and I honestly believe he had when a when a team makes it a point their point is to clothesline bridge everything that they could possibly do to you and you continue to I'm get up. I'm pulling my violin out, man. And then Go you ahead. continue to get up and ahead, continue man. to play. Go ahead, man. So you mean to tell me, and LeBron wears number 23 because of Michael Jordan. And he, and he should. We didn't say I mean, he, and, he and what I'm saying is, the, 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 man, the man was the, the, the man. People to this day wear his shoe. To this day, continue to pay three and four hundred dollar pair for a pair of his shoes. It's a good looking shoe. Well, I'm just saying, like it's I don't not think just young kids wear the it's Jordans not just, because it's not they, just, they don't wear the no, Jordan they wear, because of Michael Jordan. They wear yeah. the Jordan for Shout the out to whoever was the designer because those shoes things. Are I mean, they, they are they the, can't make them. Okay, so so you mean so so you mean to tell me if they made them and another player had them that people would still wear them? Yeah, that people would good. still be buying them to this day. They, I mean, no, because they're Jordan. Michael Jordan. The Jordan shoe was the Jordan shoe was ugly. They got some Jordans that are ugly. No, crap. not not. And I'm a sneaker. No, they, no, they not got like, some from not the ones he played in. They do from like Jordan like 15 and above. Nobody wears those now. He didn't play in those. Well, yeah, he did. 
What did I just say? That was the element of the game back then. The element of the game now, free agency is way more prominent. Which, and I'm going to be honest, like even that, and, and we're not even talking about him, but just to the my the, the reason why I, I, I do watch the NBA, but it's not appealing to me, is because of the fact that it's not working out here, so I'm going to jump ship. And I'm gonna go over here. It's it's to me. It's almost like a weak-minded mentality. Kevin Durant couldn't beat the Warriors. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go hang with them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna grind this thing out. I respect people. I respect. I respect Russ. Russ, I you want to go fine. I'm gonna stay here and grind this thing out. I'm gonna try to make this thing work. You know what I'm saying? LeBron went over here to Miami. Got what he had to get. Learned what he needed to learn. Got a little mentally stronger. Came back and yeah, I right now I. Like I said, one of my favorite players to watch. I think that he's mentally tough now. I think that he has evolved into one of the greatest right behind Michael Jordan. If he stayed in Cleveland and never got and never got that mental makeup that he needed, I think he needed to leave and come back. I think that he did need that because he got with the right people. He got with Pat Riley and, and learned some things down there. He got with D-Wade, who, won, who had won a championship, again, see, who had gotta, won a championship be before fair. he got there. On, you got you to gotta be fair. So Michael Jordan, no, you're not, because Michael Jordan got to play with Dean Smith. Yeah, he, went, he went to no. He went to college and he got to play with Dean Smith for what three years? Did, okay, okay. He played, he played I, with I, Dean for three that, years. We have to get to that point. He went and played college ball. LeBron chose not Again, to go. Again, that was chose not to go. That wasn't the LeBron element, chose not to go to college? That was a tough game back then. You, if you're going to argue. Argue in the whole essence of the argument. Kids, the reason why the reason okay, let me let me end different today than it was back then. Let me end the argument here. Let me end the argument here. All right, I know. See, what you like to do is play this whole devil's advocate thing. That's fine. All right, you tell me right now who's better. We're in the argument there. Who's better? If if I'm starting a team, who I want on my team? No, 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 no. Who is better? If we started. I've team, already said by the numbers, Jordan is a better player. No, I, no, I've already who, said who, that. Who, who's better? You, you. So Jordan, I've already Jordan. said by the numbers, Jordan is a better player. But I'm telling okay. you why I like LeBron more. No, I, listen. Point I, I like, I like that's LeBron more. That's all, that's all, that's all we have to say. We could have no, we, we 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 made some statements that that were a little unfair to LeBron. You well, can't I mean, you can't say he couldn't have done this or he went and became a free agent. In, 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 in all of this stuff. That's the element of the game now. Like, I'm not mad. Here's the thing. I'm, all them people, all them veterans that did all that talking about KD, oh, we wouldn't have never did that. Right, because that's not what y'all did back in the day. That's how these guys are now. If I'm KD, you know what? More power to you, brother. You went and got you a ring, and you got an opportunity to win multiple championships. What would you have rather him be? Charles Barkley? Wait till you're on your way out and then try to go play with Phoenix and still lose to Jordan? So, nah. Uh, and, and then, what about Clyde Drexler? He did it. He went and played with the Houston Rockets and, 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 and snuck him a ring in. So, like, don't say dudes in the, in, in the past didn't do it. The game is totally different now than what it was back then. As far as like how these guys think, how they maneuver around the NBA, how they lock in their um their contracts, and how they only commit to one, two, maybe three year contracts at a time with the player's option. They didn't even do player options back in the day. Okay? They they didn't do that. So now you can't get mad at these guys for willing and dealing and being small businesses and using that to their advantage. I'm not mad at them. I'm just telling you why I don't agree. It's not being upset with them. Get your money. Do what you got to do for you. Like I, like I, like I've been saying all episode. This whole episode, you I have said, said it was a I weak cannot, mindset. It is a weak mindset. You said that's being I, mad. because that's what I believe. Like I got, I, I don't believe in jumping your ship just because the ship got a hole. In it. You, you got a Katie got a weak mindset. I do, but that me personally, yes. I don't think so. Me this personally, dude, yes. Dude, where he works on his game, he grinds. I'm not he saying gets, that he. Am I he, saying that he does he it? it he right could, so he couldn't have done the same thing in Oklahoma. He didn't feel it was it was it was meshing right with Russ. Would you keep running into a wall if you know that wall ain't moving? Or you sit down and try to figure Jordan, out a way Jordan, to make the wall Jordan, work? Jordan didn't do that. Jordan changed. When when he saw how physical it was and Detroit was kicking their butt, what did he do? He went and he started taking the weight room serious. But we again we, He grind he grinded to cross Exactly. No, that's the exactly point. You're, the not, point. you're not listening. You're just talking. How am I, I, you're not I, listening. I, I, listen, I am listening. Listen. So 
At that point, he had been in the NBA how many years? What's that? Was seven, seven years. years. Yeah, seven so why years. did it take him seven years to understand how important it was for him to be in the weight room? You understand? Everybody has to grow. Jordan changed and said, "Okay, I'm gonna lift weights to try to beat him, guy. These guys, because the free agent thing wasn't 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 like it was back then." All I'm saying is, we can't hold LeBron to the standard when we're comparing him and Jordan that we're not holding Jordan to. What standard am I not holding him to? If LeBron didn't lift weights and wasn't strong by his eighth year in the NBA, we would murder LeBron. Am, am I wrong? We would murder LeBron. What took you so long to start lifting and getting strong, LeBron? I mean, LeBron was a, a physical freaking. Oh my gosh! That's what I'm the, talking about. No, I'm saying look at this. I'm gonna sit back, eat my popcorn here. I'm gonna go back to Coach Staley's very beginning point. LeBron. And MJ are unbelievable. Let's just sit back in it. But I want to argue too. I want to argue too. Yo, they're both great. And, and a side note, uh, it's not that the Knicks were a bad team. Don't say Patrick you and take your ball and go somewhere else. Hey, hey Michael beat them. Charles yeah. Oakley, Anthony Mason, John yeah, that, that, They were a good team, but bro, Derek Harper was on them in the before he went to the Bulls. No, not that Derek Harper. That that they had they had the Harper. Derek Harper, not Ron Harper. Yeah, that that oh, was yeah, Ron, Ron Harper. Harper Ron yeah, Harper. Yeah. They had Derek Harper, not Ron Harper. <laughs> I mean, and, and, but look, I'm not I'm not saying that Charles Oakley. Yeah, Oakley's my man. I'm not saying that they're wrong for sticking it out because that was the way of that era. But eras change, and his was crazy. Michael Jordan made the 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 the, the battery commercial back in the day, and his comment was something like. Time brings on changes, and if you keep holding on to the past, you will get left behind. Okay, the NBA has changed, and 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 that's and, and it's going to continue to change. It's going to continue to evolve. It's going to continue to to do things because now you back in the day, other than like a, a Detlef Shrimp or a Magic Johnson, you didn't have six ten, six eleven dudes hitting you with a drag and a step back. KD is freaking seven foot hitting dudes with drags and step back. Dirk's out there shooting threes. The game's totally different. But this is what I'm going to end at because I'm petty. I'm petty. This is what I'm going to end with. This is what I'm going to end with. You said, and I want to get my point out. Don't interrupt me. You said it was harder for Jordan than it was um, LeBron as far as team. Yeah, the teams were really good. The teams of the Portland Trailblazers were like that. They were real. Um, the, the, the Pacers, the, 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 the Knicks. The, the 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 Utah Jazz, they were like that. They like I the, the the Lakers. They beat again. They had to be the good Lakers team, but again, they caught them on the way out. But LeBron, even though he's three and five, LeBron, Jordan is six and zero. Okay, again, I said Jordan is is the greatest of all time. But my favorite player is LeBron, and I and I will I will argue with LeBron anytime. But LeBron had to have played has played against perennial powers to win his championships. Because you look at, like he had to beat dynasties. The San Antonio Spurs gave LeBron how many losses in the finals? Two. 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 The Golden State Warriors gave him how many? Two. 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 You take those two teams right there. And then, of course, now, the one I don't give LeBron a pass for is the the not beating the Mavericks. I think they should have beat the Mavericks. Um... Chris Bosh, I love you, man, but God dang, you shouldn't have let Dirk cook you those last um, um, JJ points. Was JJ Barea? Yeah. Was so, him, so, buddy. but if you look at four of the teams LeBron lost to in the finals, how many Tim Duncan got? What four? Five, I think. Five. LeBron, Tim Duncan has what five? Five rings? I believe five. He has yeah, five. He got- yeah, Tim Duncan has five. Steph Curry and them easily could have been up to three at this point. How many NBA champions did Michael Jordan beat? But here's the deal. I've got to disagree with you there where that dude won three in a row and then won three more in a row. He, didn't give, he didn't give anybody else a chance he to did. become a dynasty when you never lose hey, No other team's going to become a dynasty. And I agree, but maybe, I mean, maybe they just weren't dynasty. But here's what I, I mean, I, but you, I mean, you're talking about he beat, he beat teams with Hall of Fame players on it, top oh, fifty players. I mean, but I'm like, not gonna. I'm I mean, not, like, I don't think it's fair to either of them to argue. No, nope. NBA was harder in the '90s, or the NBA was harder now. I just like. I think we all know. We all can agree that you guys are head basketball coaches. Anybody who's a coach for a team sport, how difficult it is to win a championship. 
Extremely hard. And, it, and, and, and that's why I love the Yukon so, women's of the so world. Those, those guys, teams. You can't say, oh, well, they won it back then when it wasn't as hard. Either way, you win a t- championship in a team sport. You're At the highest level, it's extremely hard. Well, it's just period. It's hard to win middle school championship. It's, it's hard. So I'm not. I'm not arguing that point. I mean, I'm just arguing. Coming from a person who has a like, dynasty right now, I'm arguing because I wanted to argue. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all said let's do it because honestly, we all agree that Michael Jordan is is the best. So the argument would have been over. Yeah, the argue, I mean, I mean, well, it would have been five minutes. It would have been five minutes in. The argument would have been over. I mean, should have took some callers. <laughs> but the callers would have made me frustrated. Like um, Yusuf just made me frustrated. Yeah, so I mean, that, and that's and that's but, fine. That's why that's but, that's why people listen to us is because I frustrate you. But, um, <laughs> look, man, it's a great show. We we gonna be back soon. Um, y'all continue to take care of yourselves. Love each other, man. Just love each other. It's a lot of nonsense going on in the world right now. I love these dudes at the table. So when we disagree on stuff, I can love them. You understand? I love, I love, I this this might sound crazy, but I love my enemies. So they can't bring me any harm. And when they do, my faith neglects all works they try to put towards me. But we got enough nonsense going Steve, on. Steve, that was a message in my church today. You know, we got we got we got enough nonsense going on, man. And um y'all love each other, man. I can't I can't take it no more because um we not going. We not going to move forward to everybody understand that we are a body. We are all connected. You might not want to be connected, but we're all connected. And um, let's fight, man. Love each other. Love that dude you disagree with. Love that dude that hates you. Cause I know somebody got to be the bigger person. We ain't got to keep turning cheeks, getting hit. But you could love that dude and stay out of his way, man. And 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 keep it moving, man. That's just my. I had to get on my soapbox right now. Because uh, it's it's emotionally draining when you're trying to do the right thing and love folks, man. So y'all y'all give me some feedback and love each other, man. Um, gonna get some shout out shout outs to Michael Breedlove on the, uh, commented on the uh, Podbean. Um, we had another share. Uh, shout out to Trey Hannibal who shared the podcast last week on Twitter. Um, any shout outs, coaches? Anybody? Yeah, shout out, uh, like Coach Taylor said, shout out to his uh, his wife. Happy early birthday. And it's definitely. Oh, yeah, happy early shout, birthday. Shout out today to, as Coach Taylor would say, one of the young, great ones, yeah. uh, my boy Matt Howard. Uh, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Matt. Dread. Happy birthday, Matt. You intelligent, strong, young, great one with the Ivy League degree. Yeah, happy birthday. And came in, and no, came in was smart enough to come in quiet. University of Penn. About to get a job in Dallas. Oh, we got to get Matt on the show sure, before yeah. we go. Holla at Matt. Get on the show Young, great one. <clears throat> sing my song for my wife while we go out, man. Oh, Wait, God. Bitch, I'm going to sing quiet in the back. No, no, don't, don't, don't. Please don't. You're going to mess up everything. It, <laughs> see, here we go. I, I can't even I can't even get through my this with all that. I can't I can't get through. Josh, you got to stop that. Join the conversation. I thought you were saying happy birthday. No, he's not singing. He's singing. I don't know what he's singing. Just do your thing. But join join the conversation. I'm not even here. Hit us up on our Twitter, which will be in the descriptions. Uh, or email us at the Josh, the Staley. I can't even talk right. Uh, yes, yes, uh, I, we need his wife to drag him out of here right now. But email us at the Staley and English Show. That's A N D, the Staley and English Show at gmail.com. Once again, it's uh, Coach Staley, Coach Curse, and I'm your man, Coach English. Yeah, yeah. We out of here. Enjoy the week. Keep God first. Everything else will follow. Shout out to KC and Joe. Joe, Mr. Dalvin, where you at? Peace. Where is the line? Something's weird, it's abnormal, it's looked down upon, until suddenly it's not. You snap your finger and it's cherished. That guitar player practicing 15 hours a day, it's lame. They don't have a real job, they're not contributing anything to society. And then he or she puts out an album that revolutionizes music and they're a hero. The whole thought process is counterintuitive. And that's why the words difficult and great are so closely related. Not because it's physically stressful, but because great comes with a hefty mental price tag. Difficult means you are consistently doing what the average, normal, and unspectacular deem to be too great a sacrifice. They're not asking if it can be done. They're not asking if it's possible. What they are really asking, what they want to know, is if they have to break through everyday normality to achieve a result. 
Do we have to make ourselves uncomfortable? Do we have to give more than we normally would? Do we have to be better than we were yesterday? If that answer is yes, the vast majority say thank you, but no thank you. And that's where defining opportunities open up. Great means you have the desire to set yourself apart. Difficult means you have the dedication and the drive to do the little things no one else wanted to do. There is nothing miraculous about greatness. It is not divine, it is not incredible. It's simply seeing the word difficult as a staircase instead of a brick wall. It means you get the opportunity to both give more of yourself and get more from the world. It is your secret door, your passageway. If the incremental progress, the growth and the sacrifice are worth the prize, easy, difficult, and everything in between fades away. The only thing worth a second of your time is making sure that every step you take points you in the direction of where you want to be most.